When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Bend over backwards for our wives, feel a little bit empty inside, and see if we can spot any silver foxes with Death Becomes Her. I am obviously the Madeline of this group, with my more behavior and crippling self-doubt. Scott's Helen, with his list of revenge, and also because he's a dick. And Adam, Adam is Ernest of the bunch, constantly drunk and caught between the two older pieces of sexual history. Grab your man slaves, pour a drink, and get ready for a real neck breaker here, because it's horror movie night. We also have Scott's lovely wife, Megan, on with us this week. So now is a good time as any to apologize to her in advance. Come on, everybody. Sorry, Megan. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. Sorry, Megan. She was it from me daily. Yeah, Adam picked this one. And so you're Madeline and I'm... I'm um, Helen. Helen. And Helen. does that mean Adam has been inside both of us? Well, I mean, that's factual, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a true science fact. <laughs> So, so I picked this movie. Um, why did I pick this movie? I had literally only seen this movie once before, and that was on like TBS or something like that, and it was fucking awesome. And you know what? I watched it like two days ago. Still fucking awesome. Really fucking good movie. So I, so I had owned this movie for a while. I haven't watched it in a really long time, and. My biggest memory of this movie is that for some reason my parents showed it to me when I was like seven and it freaked me the fuck out. And now I'm watching it as an adult and I'm like, why did my parents ever consider this movie acceptable for a seven-year-old to watch? Like, it's fucking horrifying. I picture you at seven years old and and Goldie Hawn is like sex, sexual, (laughs) sexual tension. (laughs) I don't even think I really – like, the things that I vividly remember from this movie – is the shotgun hole in the chest, the the head spinning around at the end, and I remember the thing that freaked me out the most was actually the charred up hand holding a bottle in the one like dream sequence, like really fucking scared me as a kid. Um, Not the like sh- shovel shoving someone's head into their spine. 
That one didn't bother me uh, as a kid. A... <laughs> or at least no, the, the, CGI, the CGI in this movie was so bad. It was so bad. But at the time, it was great. At the time, it was amazing. 1992. Okay, 1992, Industrial Light and Magic. Super badass for 1992. It's yeah. a big deal, man. They got an. What did they win? They won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. No, are you they... are you telling me that if you had watched this movie in 1992, you would have been like, oh yeah, that's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. totally yeah. bought it. Right, Matt? How would you feel? About yeah, it? I I didn't sleep for a night or two, so I bought into it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so so Meg kind of ended up on this episode because while she technically picked stage fright she knows a whole lot more about death becomes her so it just felt like it was more appropriate to have her on for an episode of a movie she actually likes and has seen versus a movie that she just <laughs> yeah, kind of picked uh, on a whim hey by, hey by the way megan let's talk about stage fright for a second <laughs> why the fuck did i have to watch stage fright so scott thought i would like it so that was a te- that was technically a scott we already pick. went over this <laughs> no i haven't heard it yet <laughs> so don't you dare yell at me he was like look it's a musical it'll be fun you should and it me. is fun she didn't watch it because we were running out of time last week before we were gonna do stage fright and i was like do you want to watch stage fright or do you want to watch death becomes her because she got way more excited when I mentioned that Adam, you had picked Death Becomes Her. So she was like, oh, why didn't I, why didn't I, why am I not on that? Why can't I be on both? I was like, I, it doesn't really work that way, honey. And, um, oh, don't be so patient. Then, <laughs> then, well, doesn't I'm work t- that way, listen, honey. Listen, listen, no, the, the whole point is, is that both you guys were like, why isn't she on both? And I'm like, fuck, now I look like a douche. Um, so I was Typical day. No, 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 Scott, 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 it doesn't work that way, honey. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> hey, oh, my hey, God, you're such a fucking asshole. Hey, Megan, I've been, uh, <laughs> Megan, there's something really important that I have to ask you, though, because uh, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. Uh, do you like Kurt you Vonnegut? Out with you. <laughs> He's about to ask you if you read Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Shut the fuck up, all of you. <laughs> And I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> okay, so let's let's actually talk about the movie. I'll save some of that stuff for the bumper. Um, so. I, I actually wrote notes for this movie. So we open up on Meryl Streep in her weird, shitty, narcissistic musical that she's starring <laughs> in. Yeah, it's Tennessee Williams. It's Tennessee play. Williams play. <laughs> uh, but Ernest and Helen are there. They're uh, are they? I can't remember. Are they married or dating in that movie? They're engaged. They're engaged. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're at the play. Helen's nervous because she's got some history with her friend Madeline stealing the people that she loves. I've got I've got a tip for 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 Helen. Uh, maybe marry the guy first and then just never introduce him to Madeline. <laughs> maybe maybe do that. Like why why is it so? Why why does she put him through this weird test first? Because you wouldn't have a movie otherwise, you <laughs> dumbass. It'd just, oh, be a, fuck it'd just be a movie about two people happily married for 90 minutes and then credits. Um, yeah, it'd just be a movie about a happy couple who's totally married and everything is okay. You're like, why is this called Death Becomes Her? That's a weird title for this. Uh, so Ernest ends up you know, fulfilling the prophecy and uh, leaving Helen for Madeline. Uh, and Helen falls into a depression, gets super overweight, and gets slammed into an insane asylum. In like, Wait, so so we, we need to talk about the... the- Fat Helen, because she's not even like hitting 250 in that uh, in that fat suit. That's not even like Tess Holiday size. So 
Um, that kind of broke my suspension and disbelief, I, but also this is 1992, and I don't think bad people man, were as can, bad. I don't know if that's accurate. Considering, I'm how too... hot, considering how hot Goldie Hawn is, I would still have hit it. I would 100% <laughs> still have hit it. Even with, like, the thing all over her mouth? Dude, it makes it taste good. <laughs> <laughs> she tastes like whipped cream. <laughs> that scene is no, so bizarre, though. Oh. I love how bizarre that scene is. I, I love... <laughs> like, these guys when she's like blinding and getting pulled away by the police like it's i i only lo- like goldie hawn in this movie like she's the only character you like or this is the only movie that you've ever liked with goldie hawn <laughs> like okay yeah yeah i don't really think goldie hawn is that funny and anything else i've seen but man she kills it in this movie so so she there's that weird scene where she's in the uh the sane asylum and they're trying to get her to to open up and as soon as she says madeline everyone starts losing their shit which is a, <laughs> just a pretty good scene. Best, best part of the movie, yeah. Uh, and then her psychiatrist. Yeah, well, the doc. Yeah, yeah the, the doctor says you need to eliminate her from your life, and she takes that in a obviously very different way than the psychiatrist meant to say it. Uh, um, that psychiatrist is a real bad actress, though. Thankfully, she's only in it for that one scene. So. We don't have to worry. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would have forgotten about it if you hadn't brought it up right now. Thanks. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So we jump to what's going on with uh, Ernest and Madeline, which I love. This name's Ernest because all I think of is Jim, Jim Varney every single time they say his name. Because uh, when I watch Bruce Willis in this movie, all I see is um, Seymour Krellborn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he he's is doing his best Seymour Krellborn impression. He's just Seymour Krellborn with though. an alcoholic I mean, Bruce problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis is great in this movie too. I mean, really, it, this movie would not have worked if all three of them weren't really, really funny. Well, or if it had been it's, Kevin Klein, who it was supposed to be, uh, he might have been able to handle it. Yeah, maybe. Funny. But but I, I actually I do want to point that out that Bruce Willis is actually fucking amazing in this movie. Like I hate I hate every like I, honestly like think of a good like other than Die Hard. Try and think of a good Bruce Willis movie. Hudson Hawk. This is, like, really the... Sorry, what? Hudson Hawk. Uh, oh, shut <laughs> the fuck up. What are you talking about? Right I now? love that movie. So, so, <laughs> like, honestly, everybody is, like, so on, like, top of their game in this movie. Oh, like, Adam. Like, Adam. Adam. Fifth Element. Yeah, Fifth Element. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, when he was ordering Chinese... Yeah, absolutely. When he ordered Chinese food in the beginning of that movie. Oh, wow. So so top of his game. It was really amazing. <laughs> you do a better job next to Miller Jovovich. Fuck um, you, I totally would. I Well, actually, never, next to Mila Jovovich, I'd probably just look at her tits the whole time. <laughs> but see, the thing is, with Bruce Willis, he's not exactly known for his like comedic timing. But his, uh, right. he has a delivery of one line that literally made me laugh out loud as I was like laying on the couch watching this movie. When Madeline first like arrive, uh, arises after falling down the steps, and she's like, something's wrong with me. He goes, yeah, your neck's real messed up too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, skipping, we're skipping a little bit of the, oh, yeah. the, the plot, though. We got to get back to when... When Madeline goes to the, the the doctor at the beginning, and yeah, she's like, they, that little sexy nurse, Anna. That's actually China from Waxworks. Oh shit! Like the yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is that a writer? 
because I wouldn't put it past this movie having Winona Ryder in it for two minutes. But then it, I, I looked her up on IMDb, and it's China from Waxwork, and all I could think was, the sauce makes the dish. Oh, God. <laughs> That's another one of his lines all the time, they by know. the way. They know. Oh. <laughs> that scene establishes Madeline's fear of her own aging. I think wait, 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 wait. How often in real life do you say the sauce makes a dish? <laughs> Whenever Megan makes a sauce with the dish with the sauce. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, I, I love you, Scott. You sound like the most annoying human being to be around in real life, and it's fantastic. <laughs> so, so Ernest is also a super alcoholic because he's married to a bitch, and uh, Helen is now a famous writer. <laughs> oh man, Ernest is the, is the stupidest kind of alcoholic too. Like where he just like falls out of a chair and passes out on the ground. And, but 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 it's it's awesome because he's rich. So like he just gets. Like, people just enable him all over the place. Oh, my God, I want to live this life. I was going to say, this is Adam's dream. If this podcast got big enough that it made us rich, he would be that type of alcoholic. You're fucking right, I would be. Your maid would bring you alcohol first thing in the morning. You'd be like, hello, beautiful. I'm talking to the drink. More vodka. So, hey, 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 Um, one thing, Megan pointed out that this was originally supposed to be a sequel to something was it oh um yeah t- uh, tales from the crypt. tales from the crypt yeah it was supposed to be a follow-up to tales from the crypt and i'm surprised you didn't know that matt like no you're, i mean that's the biggest boner for that being said it makes sense because it makes was sense, yeah. was one of the you know, people who co-created Tales from the Crypt and everything. I know oh, jeez, a... guys. I'm so sorry that I didn't look at the IMDb trivia for this. Movie. Is it? Well, I, I'm looking at it right now. But <laughs> it's usually it's, math job. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. But I, I did see that there's a bunch of, like, random stupid references to Back to the Future just smashed all over this movie. Huh. Um, but uh, Hey, hey can, we, can we remake this movie with... John Hamm as Medville. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. January Jones as Madeline. The answer is yes. Yes, we can. Uh, John Hamm and everything. John, yeah, John Hamm could play all three roles, to be honest. I'd watch John Hamm and Drag <laughs> playing Helen. I would John Hamm and Drag, done. Yes. Oh, my God. Can't even imagine. Uh, so, so Madeline goes to this weird secret society. Weird. And like this is where the movie kind of gets like... It, it's weird because this whole film takes place pretty much over one night but it, it feels like it should be taking place over like a series of days if that makes sense like well it's just funny because when you think about it in that context they fuck up their immortal bodies in like 12 hours <laughs> yeah. well madeline does hell yeah they, they, they get they get the potion and then immediately make huge mistakes <laughs> on the set on that potion yeah. this is why you never bring a drunk into your murder uh pack well, Liesl doesn't really explain. She just says, be careful. She doesn't say you can break your spine and have a giant hole through your stomach and still be alive. Well, those would right. be weirdly specific things. To <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect for this get movie, shot. Yeah, like, that would be really funny if she was like, don't do this and this, and then they immediately do that and that. Uh, well, that, 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 was a good, that was a good line where she's like, now a warning. And, and now? uh <laughs> 
Now I'm <laughs> That was a pretty good fucking line. I like that. But um, yeah, so, so while uh, she's while she's drinking the potion, simultaneously Helen shows up with Ernest to try to kill to to plot out the killing of Madeline so they can run off together. Which yeah. so here's a quick question. I'm actually curious because they don't really establish this in the movie. Do you guys think that Helen's intention was ever to stay with Ernest or just to use Ernest as a tool to kill Madeline? I don't, I don't know. Mm. Probably just to kill Madeline. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah they're both yeah. pretty. It was never your fault. It was her. She stole you. <laughs> she's like weirdly obsessed. She just got she's, out of a mental institution. Yeah, she's not obsessed with Ernest. She's obsessed with Madeline. Yeah, Ernest was just like not even on the radar. That yeah. was just a tool. The la- the Ern- Ernest was just her, just her tool of revenge like, to get <laughs> yes. to Madeline. Right. Just using his hot bod. Isabella Rossellini's top is a throwback to Valerie Leone's top in uh, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. If you I I talked about it like a couple months ago. Like that was a top. It wasn't just like a string. It's it's I'll, I can post <laughs> it in the I can post it in the thread or the the pod the podcast group. But yeah, it's it's a straight homage. It's great. So can we talk about the plan that that Helen has has pieced together for this? Because uh, it does have another <laughs> one of the best lines in it. So they their plan is that they're going to basically give her a uh, I forget what what she refers to it as but it's basically going to knock Madeline the fuck out as soon as she drinks it and they're going to Yeah like on. as you know it's an alcohol based poison <laughs> yeah. yeah as you know I mean obviously yeah. everybody knows this Sm- smell but do not touch um so, <laughs> so I bet my life on it So they put this on the on the glass the plan would be that she drinks from this glass passes out they put her in a car Fill the car with like way too many bottles of alcohol. <laughs> a pool full, a baby, a baby pool full of, of vodka. So, totally believable. And just <laughs> and just fire her off this cliff on Maholland Drive and like call in like there's someone driving erratically and then that then they're like oh she was drunk driving. Can 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 we point out how awful of a plan that is? That is the worst fucking plan ever. <laughs> I didn't mean to steal your thunder, but the best part of that plan is that they finish dinner while she's passed out. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's finish dinner first. When Bruce Willis pushes her down the stairs, I'm like, yeah, that was way better. That was a way better plan than what you had going on originally. <laughs> she's, that's a great stunt woman. A real crazy fall. Yeah, that shot where, her, where she just lands on her head and you see it twist is, like, super unsettling. Um, and that, like her legs are all fucked up, and it's just it's it's pretty realistic. Yeah, but I was gonna say the the line that I love in that fantasy scene where they're planning out everything is uh, the coroner lifting up the charred hands and just goes, "She had it coming." And <laughs> 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 watching this, I mean, we're thinking about this after knowing that this was supposed to be a, a sequel to Tales from the Crypt. It makes so much sense, especially in that scene. This that scene is- and the end scene are both. Super Tales from the Crypt. This is a better Tales from the Crypt movie than Demon Knight was. It feels more Tales from... It feels way more like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you know what? You're actually right. Like, this was so much better than Demon... Like, it didn't have Billy Zane in it. Like, (laughs) if it had Billy Zane in it, I would have loved this movie so much. It would have been so good. But I just mean, like, in in general, like, like, that fantasy... The way that that fantasy scene was done was so close to, like, another Tales from the Crypt movie when, like, they're doing the meteor shit scene from Creepshow, 
with Stephen King, and it's like all of his weird fantasy scenes are just shot slightly differently, and like all of the acting is crazy over the top and ridiculous, and like. <laughs> Billy Zane could have been the spa owner. Oh my god! It would have been so much better. <laughs> but yeah, so they, uh, so so Ernest, as as Adam has alluded, Adam uh, er, er, Ernest, I get them confused because they're both alcoholics. Uh, Ernest pushes pushes Alan down the stairs. Oh, that was actually the best burn ever. That was really good. Uh, Ernest pushes Madeline down That's the stairs. That's that one for a long time. And uh, he calls Helen to find out what he should do. And as he's doing so, Madeline gets up and, and walks over to him, demanding that he fixes her. Because we haven't really talked about this, but Ernest used to be a really great plastic surgeon, and now he just touches up dead bodies for a living. Oh. Did that part scare you as a kid, Matt? Because that part is still terrifying to me as an adult. Her walking, like, <laughs> flapping I, all over the place, I'm, limbs everywhere. I'm sure it did, but like I said, the scenes that I distinctly remember were definitely the hole in the chest, the uh, the charred hand, and the, the spinning heads at the end. He did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah. Because that is so Who Framed Roger Rabbit when... Oh my god. When yeah, when the evil oh, guy god, like, steamrolled. gets oh steamrolled and then pops up and like, whoa, yeah, that, walks down the... I've, I've talked about this before. <laughs> that scene, pretty much the last five minutes of Roger Rabbit was, to me, the scariest thing ever put on film no. as a child. Like, Terrifying. That... That and Large Marge. Oh my god, they fucked my childhood well, so bad. I, I couldn't watch that I part. was oh, never... No. Never was affected by large march because i was like oh that looks like clay like i could like lo- i could logically understand that that was clay but something with the uh you know when i killed your brother i talked like this <laughs> and his eyeballs fire out Dude, i was like eyes. no <laughs> you what, what are you out of your fucking mind like this cg was the worst cg i've ever seen in my entire fucking life it was awful yeah but you're watching it as an adult you have to be you really six that out as a kid adam <laughs> But he probably watches as a teenager, you fucking yutz. <laughs> can, but you're supposed can, can to I, believe it's like cartoon land. You're supposed to be can, completely immersed in it. Can, can I tell you guys that you're a bunch of puss-puss? That's a fine. Puss-puss? <laughs> so Ernest uh, uses his surgery skills to make Madeline look better, just as Helen shows up. I'm going to skip the whole scene in the hospital because it's a pretty useless scene. We just established that Madeline is yeah. definitely 100% dead. So Madeline overhears that they originally planned to kill her, and that's when she shoots Helen point-blank with a shotgun. Helen also rises totally fine except for a giant gun wound in her chest. And that's when they realize that they both drank the exact same potion. They request that Ernest fix the damages, and then they'll leave him alone forever. But then they decide that you know they're going to probably need him for all eternity in case this shit ever happens again. And that's when they kidnap him and try to force him to drink the potion, but he refuses. And, like, Bruce Willis has, like, two or three speeches in this movie about, like, taking back his life and, and all this other stuff where it's like, wow, this is some of the best acting Bruce Willis has ever put on screen. It, it actually is. Like, uh, for some reason, I don't know why he was so excited about this movie because, like, this is a forgotten movie. People don't talk about oh, this fucking yeah. movie. But Bruce Willis was fucking in, man. Like, he was 100% in. Like, he gave it... His fucking all for this movie. And I love him in this movie. He's so fucking good. Like, there, love him. There's you know, sh- he's supposed to have had a different ending. It's supposed to end a little differently for him. I 
read some of the, I read like the original script and he is supposed to run away with a bartender who was played by Tracy Ullman who got completely cut out of the movie. <laughs> well, I was So he was supposed to meet her the first night that like they meet up with Helen again when she looks amazing. And so he meets her then and then they meet each other a couple times throughout the movie and then he takes James Dean's car in that scene at Ilsa's house or whatever and drives off straight to the bar to Tracy Ullman and then they run away together. Yeah. And that's how the movie was supposed to end. And I guess test audiences said it was too sappy of an ending and they wanted the dark comedy ending. Yeah. Well, and I think, Fuck so So let's talk about all the crazy people that are at this party, uh, including, I think this is the second movie that we've watched with an Elvis impersonator in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Uh, Only the second movie? Yeah, you'd think that there'd be more. Um so, yeah, this movie's just, it's fun. Like, it's just a fun movie. Um, but I was going to say, for a movie that is, like, super fun, it has this weird, like, you shouldn't feel as emotionally invested as I did when, when Bruce Willis's character is just like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. And he just, like, pours out the drink, and you're like, yeah! Like, you get, like, I drink oh, too much. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. But uh, also, at the time that we're recording this, not at the time we're releasing it, uh, Scream Factory actually is releasing on Tuesday. They're releasing a uh, a collector's edition Blu-ray of Death Becomes Her with a, a brand new making of featuring the writers Ooh. and the cast and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of exciting. No commentary track, though, which I, I would have loved a commentary track for this movie. Oh. So the movie ends with Ernest's funeral. Uh, and they talk about how he lived this adventurous life and, and that he lived an important life. Meanwhile, Helen and Madeline are in the back, slowly decaying but cackling in the back of the church. The only thing that would have made this movie funnier uh, would have been if during the, the whole, like, eulogy, the pastor says uh, something along the lines of, like, And while Ernest did a lot, he certainly confused people with his abnormally youthful left hand. I was thinking that the whole time that I, was I was like, if they walked out of this place right now, would they just have like a super young hand? Like, wh 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 what's going on there? Because he lived Didn't to be like, what was it? Like, it? <laughs> like, he lived to be like, what, 50, like uh, 80 or 90 or something like that? And yeah. Well, man, he, he said that like life started at 50, so, and then it was 37 years after the fact. Yeah. So he was old as shit. Like that's fantastic. Like that, <laughs> that, that. Like I don't know. And then yeah, the the two of them are like, they are super dead at this point, but can never truly die. So they're just like literally decaying and trying to paint on whatever they can use as flesh. Uh, and then yeah. Well, they, that's the joke, right? When they fall apart, it like sounds like just paint because yeah. they've just painted their bodies so many times. They're just little paint shells. Yeah, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a better line to end on than do you remember where you parked the car? Where you parked the car. Like, uh, I just, uh, I, I don't know what that line yeah, should that, be. That, bug me a little bit. that line actually did bug me a lot. Yeah, it, 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 like, there's so many. I could write better lines for that ending right now. I mean, like, we could do that well, this very minute. You think, like, it's just this monotonous, horrible life with the two of them who hate each other? And think about, okay, I if I'm annoyed with Scott, 
did you, do you remember where you parked that car? Like, yeah. it's just, they're stuck together forever. That, that's why you asked that question. <laughs> oh, shut you up. Know what you know, you know what should have, you know what I was actually about to make a day. I was like, is that what it's like living with Scott? <laughs> uh, say, you know what would have been a better line is if that head stopped spinning and then, you know, Hel- uh, Goldie Hawn looked over at Madeline and was just like, hey, do you read Kurt Vonnegut? Oh. <laughs> 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 Every time I watch this movie, all I can think of is how emotionally scarring it is going to be when the rest of that church lets out. And there's just body parts scattered on the floor. Like, there's no way that they're going to put themselves back together and get out of there before everyone else leaves. So practical, Matt. So practical. <laughs> I always well, worry about... what bothers me about all Tales from the Crypt movies is like the endings are always like this ha-ha, but... The the like the logical after scene, yeah. or you know, like the, the what happened after the, the, the follow through, yeah, is is just ludicrous. It, I can't handle it. <laughs> but all in all, love this movie. Glad I own this movie. Said Scream Factory didn't send me the Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Long story short, this is a good fucking movie, and people should actually watch it because it's fucking funny. It it actually is like. A fucking good movie, which we don't do often on this podcast. (laughs) That's Adam setting us up for next week, which is going to be a killer feature. Uh. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Uh, yeah, so, let's, let's 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 not talk about that. So I want to right so now. I, so I know that um that that Megan has a uh, has some stuff to do because she's a better person than than the three of us. So, <laughs> so she's going. Well, you go. guys don't volunteer early on Saturday mornings. No, although. I... <laughs> But anyway, so Megan, thank you for joining us. We'll do our, our last little segment of what did we watch this week. But uh, you go and, and do that charitable shit. Oh. You don't want to hear that I watched like 10 episodes of Mad Men this no, week? we watched 10 episodes of Mad Men because I sat with her. And then every night I had Mad Men nightmares where I was a drunk who cheated on her. It's terrible. Yeah, but I mean, would you be John Hamm in those dreams? Because there's nothing wrong with that. That's not night- nightmarish if you're John Hamm. Actually, it is. <laughs> uh, if you're well, John Draper. Not if you're John, John Hamm. Yeah. I, would, I, I would love to be John Hamm. I would hate to be John Hamm. Yeah, well, John, John Hamm doesn't have the best life in that in that show. I never watched it, so no. I, don't, I don't know. Oh, um, you need to watch it. It's like a good book. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye, Megan. So Bye. probably about two or three weeks ago, I forgot to mention this was uh, the day that is internationally known as Rex Manning Day. So I rewatch <laughs> Empire Records, as I do every year, and uh, that movie's still fantastic. It's all I can say about it. It's just a good fucking movie. Yeah, that's it. I got nothing. Uh, I, I've, I'm going to save my other, my other big one for next week, because it ties in with next week's movie a little bit better. So, Scott or Adam, what did you guys watch this week? I, wa- I finally watched The Nest. Yeah, it's um, a fun movie. It's really... Wait, what? It's a fun movie. Uh, that's not the word I'd use. I was pretty <laughs> bored, actually. 
Um, well, I mean, it's no slugs, all right? It's no ticks, for sure. Oh, nothing ticks. <laughs> um, yeah, so so it was it was mediocre, and the end scene with the like the super mutated cockroach human hybrid. Um, in context, like out of context, it's sweet because you watch like the clip on YouTube or whatever in those gore compilations, and you're like, "Damn, this movie looks sick!" And then you watch it in real life, and you're like, "Eh, kind of like." Wait, wait, is is this movie a direct reference to Ticks? Is that what? No, it's before Ticks. I think it's like '87 or it's something. It's way before '87 or '88. Wait, yeah. wait, no, was the guy that wrote was the guy that directed Ticks a total fucking hack? Are we talking? No, about it wasn't Axel? Sam Raimi. It wasn't Sam Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> it took place in a cabin. Hey, he's a total fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> I love our logic of why Sam Raimi is a hack. <laughs> it's all a good fun, Sam Raimi. If you're listening, dear God, I hope he's listening. Um, that we love you. Like you're afraid that Sam Raimi stumbled upon this podcast, heard that, was like, "Well, fuck you guys! I'm never gonna hang out with you if I meet you." Yes, actually. <laughs> no, exactly no, Sam, hang out with me. I really want you to hang out with me. Please, please. Hang <laughs> you out those guys for that podcast? The shits on my movies all the time. I have no idea what you're talking about right now, Sam. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Look, they've got a ton of listeners. Like. Literally, like two to three hundred people listen. There are millions of people in the world, Sam. Millions. Um, <laughs> millions. All right. So, how about no, you? Wait, I, I guess I, I, I guess I have to talk about the cartoons that I watched this week because I watched <laughs> uh, a lot of cartoons. Uh, we need to stop uh, asking what to watch because it's just fucking cartoons. Hey, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, it. Here, hey, this is my this is my Adam impression. Hey, uh, uh, so for this week, bah, that's a burp. And then uh, <laughs> I watched Venture Brothers, Adventure Time, and Rick and Morty uh, reruns. That's that's what I watched this week. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Jesus. Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I can only imagine. What your what your what your microphone smells like <laughs> after getting bells on like every Saturday morning? It would make year. you barf. It would one hundred percent make you barf. That was Death Becomes Her from nineteen ninety two. Is picked by Adam. <laughs> we had a special we had a special guest Megan here, uh, so thank you Megan for dealing with us. And you know Scott, sorry that we did everything in our power to make you look and sound like an asshole during the time that she was on the show. But, uh, you know, if, uh, if I do, Adam, I do a good enough job every day. I was going to say, if yeah, Adam, don't worry. she knows, she knows if, if Adam, <laughs> if Adam and I ever were able to trick any woman into being on this podcast with us, I'm sure you would do the same to us. So it's all good. Send <laughs> us some emails at HMN podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. What movies you think we should be watching? And while you're at it, hop on iTunes. Give us a rate and review. And yeah, not- give us fucking ratings and reviews, you assholes. And what are you? You've been so lacking in that. Yeah, well, you do. do a, you do, do a it. lot for us, but it's the one thing you don't do for us, and it's sad. But check, you know, help us out. It'd be great. Uh, thank you for listening. We're gonna watch a real piece of shit picked by one of you guys <laughs> next week. So uh, thanks in advance. <laughs>
Sound check on Megan. It's coming. Hold on. She had to get her bagel. Are you fucking kidding me? She has to I'm complete, already tired of her shit. She, she, has to complete, <laughs> she has to complete the cycle of each one of us eating during an episode. <laughs> All right. Even if she does, she know that even if she puts a piece of candy in her mouth, we're gonna call her out. <laughs> or in the case of Don, if you put a shotgun in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That was a good one. <laughs> Ninety-one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 